Sometimes oh some shit is just funny. Sometimes some shit is right. And sometimes some shit is just dead ass wrong. And here's yeah. the other thing. We have no say so in it. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take ass. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is great to be with y'all. Uh, we're excited. We y'all, I don't know if you heard, but we got some shit to talk about. There was the uh, things. <laughs> there are some things that happened if last that night. That sound effects is sound effect is at all a cue as to what we're gonna talk about. Or that um, they happen Sunday. What Sunday, uh also, whenever you're listening to this. And we have a like a movie that is drenched <laughs> in 90s tropes yeah. and nostalgia, oh just gosh. ready to queue up and oh chat about too. So yeah, we got some stuff to get into. I tried to watch Mimic Three, and that she ended up watching me, and we just disagreed <laughs> with each other and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious because did you watch Mimic Two, Marcus? I did watch Mimic Two. Okay, AKA mm. a horny. You are gonna have to walk me through. I'm oh, very I'll curious what that's about. You in full. I'm yeah. very excited. But before we get into Mimic. <laughs> Before we get into Golly. the slap heard around the world, I'm going to kick it on down to a one, Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that wonderful applause. I'm, I'm feeling good to be here. I had a very chaotic end to my day, so I'm very happy to be here with two people that that get me, and I'm I'm happy to also, by the way, Talk about Mimic, which I had never heard of before. No. It is on HBO Max, and it is like not like obviously we'll talk about it, but it is a good movie on a good streaming service. Like again, HBO yeah. Max, uh, I love it. So anyway, I'm gonna talk. I, I will talk more about Mimic. Uh, so yeah, feeling good. I'm glad to be oh. here. How, how are you, Doug? I am doing quite well. I had uh, jury duty today, so mm. I spent the first two and a half hours of my day waiting to see if I was going to have to serve as a juror in a trial and do my civic duty. So there's that. So it was How'd a weird that day go for you. Um, it's a cool. Here's what I will say. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one funny thing, and then I'm gonna oh. say one serious thing, and I'm gonna oh, start yeah. with the serious oh, one. Oh boy, about balance. The serious thing is. You know, there is a certain feeling you get as a citizen when you're a part of that process, sure. right? Because they're like, hey, we literally cannot do what the Constitution says we have to do unless you show up. So thanks for showing up. And yeah. I re- like I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that moment is not lost on me. Okay. The moment that I was like, where the fuck am I? Was <laughs> when they ran this like like the slideshow beforehand to explain yeah like what being a juror is about and they said like here's here are some of the rules please don't post any of your please don't post any comments about the trial to any social medias facebook twitter or myspace oh i said um didn't update that what year is that like tom y'all tom is long gone like he is 
he is not here anymore. I mean, so yeah, I was a little caught off guard by that. So, um, but all by in all, the, it's my, been by the MySpace. Yes, exactly. It just completely threw me off. Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. I, I thought I heard. <laughs> years I mean, I wouldn't be. Surprised. No, that that did happen. Right? I, I, thought, I think he bought MySpace or something like that, or bought a share in it or something like that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I would yeah. not be surprised. But Marcus, how yeah. are you doing, sir? You know what? I'm having a slapping good time. <laughs> um, today is just a beautiful day. You know, what better way to end a Monday than being true. on a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Sunday night was yes. a show. It was so wild that me and Brian were going back and forth all, basically oh all night long. With like after the Will Smith stuff happened. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it for a little bit. We're going to give our own point of view. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a jam. It's going to be a slap. I mean, we need to process it. Like, I just want to put that out there. Like, I feel like this thing happened and then like, we'll get into it. So this is absolutely going to be a space to process. I'm very excited about I'm very. This is my childhood hero. And I think that that's what. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. So great. I've never really been a huge fan of Chris Rock, but okay. Will Smith is the guy I grew up. Will Smith, Jim Carrey are all, all both played a part in like my comedic. I mean, like third. Will eye. Smith. I mean, he just we've talked about this before. He had there was a point in time where he couldn't miss like yeah. for yeah. a solid six to seven years. I yeah. mean, and me like growing up for me, too. Like same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Wild, wild stuff for sure. Uh, and we're going to get into all of it. Uh, here shortly. That's right. Hopefully, you all are ready to strap in because this is going to be this is going to get weird real fast, and I'm excited about it. But gonna get weird. First, gentlemen, we need to play catch that quotable. Good, and I am very excited to process for uh to to go over this with you. So our quote today. Mm-hmm. is submitted by one of our Patty family members. Love that. It, it is. Do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? That's it? Wait, that's yep. it? That, that is the quote. Do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? Because he's a freak. Because he swims I mean, with the fishes. <laughs> I mean, that's, like that's the closest thing. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to read it again. Do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? Great. All right, Frankie Mermaid. This so last week we had a mobster quote, right? That we did. Yep, that we did. There's no way you can do that twice. Well, with the Patty family, you never know. That's true. The Patty family sometimes goes on tears with stuff. So I have no guesses. I don't know what this is from. I can promise you, I haven't seen it. And yeah. It's this is interesting. It stumped all three of us. That's why you're not hearing the other two, is that they're both sitting there like, what am I gonna I guess get? I, for, I guess that's not good for an audio format, huh? It's hard. Like, yeah, it's hard. I'll just I'll just dive in. Is this good good fellas? Will will be my choice here. Oh, Brian, this is not good fellas. I can okay. tell you that. Okay. Um, is this some is this what's that movie on Disney Channel when the kid was turning into a mermaid? And y'all never y'all ever seen that? I vaguely remember what you're talking I, about. I kind he, of remember he got, it. He, when he stayed out of water or something, when he got into water, he started growing fins or some shit like that. Oh, Luca, I'll help you out with that. No, that's Luca? not Luca. No, it's not oh. Luca. It's, there was a live action. This is this is ringing bells. I couldn't tell you what it's called. I'm look it up. I know for sure that that's not this movie, but I am going to look that movie. Up. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. So Marcus's Merman movie yeah. on Disney Channel. Got it. Um. 
I I have no guess. I'm going to say <laughs> what? <laughs> the 13th year. I'm going to say uh my guess would be is this Splash, which is a movie about with Tom Hanks about uh, a mermaid, which yeah. is also good. That's um, good. So yeah. let uh let's reveal what this is. What is it? Oh, y'all, we were none of us were right. Um this is the 2018 movie The Philosopher. I've and... never heard of oh this movie. Oh my god. Yep, and apparently the full quote is, the full quote is, do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? And it's it's like, because cause I be swimming in bitches, is the, <laughs> the full quote. And I, what? I wish, I wish I were wrong, but the full quote is, do, do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? Because <laughs> I be swimming in bitches. So, yep, wow. there you have it. There you I have don't, it, ladies and gentlemen. You know what's funny? I just saw a TikTok about the philosopher pastor. Really? I was watching it to yeah. like make fun. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It was like a. Te- it's a terribly right movie. Like it's yeah. bad. like it was. You bad. guys, there's a whole string of these kind of movies on on Amazon Prime. Velasa Pastor is on there. There's a one about a llama that tries to like kill people at Christmas time. There's a one about like a whale. Like it dude, they're nuts. Like they're absolutely <laughs> have you, have you nuts. seen the one like the Netflix versions of Pacific Rim? Like no. they are so bad. What? It's like it, it is almost an exact ripoff of Pacific Rim, uh-huh. except it's bad. Like, bad CGI, bad storytelling. I mean, it is terrible. Like, I kind of want to look this up right now, but I'll oh, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Remember what I watched it one time just to try to get through it, and I I, I, I punished myself. Too. I mean, I love Pacific Rim and all the ideas around yeah. it. Also, a, a Gremel del, del Toro movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So, there you go. There's a connection. That movie's still yeah, good. Cool. Is that where is this is it safe to say kaiju came from that movie or has the word kaiju you know kaiju's been a lot like every movie started like like godzilla yeah like godzilla. like any month and i'm sure if we had a godzilla person here that'd be i'm sure they could give us all the background i'm sure yeah. godzilla is the one that popularized it but like giant monster like yeah yeah and yeah back. kaiju's been around for a very long time that's and that's right. where like that's like godzilla was like 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 brian said godzilla was kind of the the whole thing so yeah that makes sense well yeah. she bang there we go y'all win again patty family there we go good job thank you uh thank you uh to the patty family for that submission you stumped us again there yeah is... that i there's no way i was gonna get that i've never even is... heard of that movie there is no way I was going to get that at all. Yeah. Um, but gentlemen, as we've kind of alluded to, the Oscars were last night. And <laughs> were they? Yeah, are you sure? Believe it or not, they were. Um, and we have some stuff to talk about. And I just want to get this out in the open. We're not really going to talk about the win- winners because there were a couple that are really worth noting. Like, it's really cool. Like that. Snyder. Like Samuel, I mean, I mean, is that a win? Like, <laughs> Twitter, I don't know. what do you mean? Is that a win? Did they get an Oscar? Like, did they get a tro- like a trophy for that? I think he did. Yeah. Oh I shit! I, really? No, I don't think he got a trophy. I think I think it was like they held a poll on Twitter and then they they put the results on uh, on Whoa. the on Twitter and on uh, on the Oscar yeah, telecast. Don't do that if I don't get an award. Well, Samuel Jackson got an award. I do it, he did. 
Yep. He did get his, his award last night from Denzel Washington. Yep. Coda came out of nowhere and won like the like best, like best, uh, best picture. Yep. It's an app. It's an Apple TV movie, an Apple TV plus movie. Um, which is, yeah, which is crazy to think. Cruella DeVille got a win. Yeah. Just looking good. Literally. Yep. Yep. Well, and that's, and that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the point to drive home is that like, I'll get, I'll start us off talking about the Oscars. The format was different. They dropped what eight categories from the main, oh my gosh the main yeah. production line like and editing it, and sound and stuff yeah like what stuff and best yeah so they dropped some of those in an effort to try to make it shorter although the runtime on this was just exactly. as long as it usually is it, if not I, I read somewhere that it was three hours and 40 minutes it was it's one of their longest yeah airing shows of the yeah. ceremony yeah so that that's the biggest controversy um but removing these folks, i don't know if it's the biggest oh, right now on. going into the oscars <laughs> this was the biggest co- controversy i would agree but would coming agree. out of the oscars it is not the biggest controversy and that is because of an exchange between <laughs> one of the hosts and uh will smith well, and i'm going to turn it over to either <laughs> i'm going to turn it over i'm going to turn it over to one of my co-hosts to explain this situation because for the to set the record i was asleep and <laughs> I did not that is the that. best way to start this. look at this guy i was asleep because i get up early to go to the gym and i was mm-hmm. tired so i i I went that to bed, look and, at so, good. I do in the morning. and so my fat I ass was asleep. I was I, awake. I woke up to twenty messages <laughs> in the group chat, and apparently <laughs> shit hit the fan. So, gentlemen, dude, I tagged you. I was like, God, I, I know dude. you did. Just wake up, <laughs> wake up, wake up. Where are the, you? Light the fires. Um, but gentlemen, somebody explain to the good people okay. what happened. Brian, Marcus. you want it or you want me to take it? Marcus, please. All right. So here's what happened. All right. So basically, Chris Rock was doing his monologue. And there's this they uh, he here's my thing about Chris Rock also. It feels like he's been doing this Oscar Chris Rock dance for about five years now. I agree. And it's it's like it's I don't know who I, why the fuck it keeps happening, but he hosted it one year, and somehow he always ends up on the Oscar stage. Okay, great, cool. And he didn't get no damn Oscar for that jigsaw piece of shit that he did either. So that's fine. All right, so here we go. Chris Rock is on stage. He's getting his jokes off. He's doing this Chris Rock thing. He's a comedian, so he's going and he's going. You know, he's firing shots off at everybody. Things that would be typically funny to the public because it's familiar with everybody. So of course you make these jokes. He makes a joke in, about um, Jada Pickett Smith, who is su- who suffers from alopecia, which is like hair loss. For those of you who may not know, look into it. For deep. This is not a medical podcast, so this is not where you're going to get that. Okay. He goes and, you know, Jada has a shortcut. She's mm-hmm. almost, I think, bald. Is it a shortcut or bald? I think she might be like. I, it's pretty cut. closely cropped. Is Yes. It? But I don't. Yeah. People yeah, described it like when they were talking about it on like CNN or something like that. Uh, there's they said the quote was she wears a short cut, but it yeah. it looks like it's um, it looks like she's shaven to yeah. So yeah. this she's rocking this short cut in this beautiful green dress, and Will and her mm-hmm. are front row. Um, and he Chris Rock makes this statement of. You know, oh, we'll see Jada next year for G.I. Jane 2, which is a joke to the haircut and, you know, the buzz cut that you would get if you're going to the military, et cetera, et cetera. So 
you know, you see this shot of Will laughing, what presumably was the from the joke before, and Jada's face turns sour. And, you know, yeah. I touch the camera back to Chris on stage. And as Chris is getting his next joke off, he says, uh-oh. And he sees it, and he seems like he's trying to like joke with him, saying, oh, here comes King Richard, blah, 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 blah. And Will Smith is walking on stage in a long strut and smacks the shit out of Chris Rock. I mean, he it's a full extension, smacks him on the stage. Yeah. And Chris Rock, all he can say is, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. The direct That's quote. Yep. That is not, and, a, not a paraphrase. And Will Smith walks <laughs> off of stage in the smoothest way possible. Sits down and tells he tells the crowd he tells Chris Rock keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, and says it again. Not a paraphrase. Twice or three times. Twice. twice. I think it's like I, twice. at least. It felt like three times. It felt I, like a lot of times. It, it was either two or three times because after the second time he said it, because I've watched this clip several <laughs> times, um, he he says, uh, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." And Chris Rock goes, "Okay, dude, I will." <laughs> like he just—that's what he says. So he says, "Okay, I will." <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, keep, yeah. So I mean, and so he walks off the stage. He says, "Keep my baby watching my out your mouth." Blah 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 blah. He says, "Okay, I will." Chris is stunned, so he doesn't know what to do. And so it kind of ends with Chris not knowing how to move forward in the monologue. So they kind of cut it short, and yep, then they go on. And then Will Smith continues to win actor <laughs> of the year. Yeah, not, not <laughs> ten minutes later, this man goes up on stage to win a best actor award. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. It's not 10 minutes later. So from at one point you heard this, and another point you heard this. And it was just like the most dramatic of switches and changes. And here's here's the other thing that blows my mind is that in his acceptance speech, he goes, Oh, that's what people think of me now. Now I'm like the crazy dad now, aren't I? And I was like, uh like uh, kind of apologizes. To everyone except Chris, Chris on stage. apologizes to the Academy. <laughs> he apologizes. To, I want to apologize to Venus and Serena, the two young ladies who played Venus and Serena, the, <sighs> the janitor in the back, not to Chris Rock. Um, yep. I want to apologize to the cat. So that was how the night started. For yes. for reference, it wasn't until. It wasn't until 6.21 p.m. the day after that Will Smith apologizes to Chris Rock. But we did. Yeah. So there was a whole bunch of reports that came out. LAPD said that um, Chris Rock isn't going to press charges. The Academy, however, is going to be doing a full. This is what I don't understand. How the fuck do you do a full on investigation when you walk a saw a black man slap the shit out of another man? It's recorded. Like we all You don't saw need it. an investigation. It we literally saw like, it happen. We were all there metaphorically. Like what yeah. what? We yeah. watched that shit live and in living color. So let me start. Can I start with this? Please. Yeah. I am laughing at this because it's funny. And it's not it, my life. It, it's, it's a little funny. It <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's fucked up. It's so many. And Brian put it, you know, he worded this perfectly. Oh, Brian does. There are so many layers to this situation. And I am on the layer of funny. But there are so many fucked up layers in this of so many people that are affected yeah. by this. 
And one of the ones I want to address is I don't like the fact that it was two black men that were put on camera. That's like, fair. If yeah. It, it could have if if I you know because there's always a higher standard that's held to black people, and then you kind of oh, go, yeah. that's why you can't invite nobody black people anywhere or host things or blah 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 blah, regardless of your of of your status. And so if you were to see Matthew McConaughey and Brad Pitt slap each other, like. You know, I don't think the the response is the same as yeah. Will Smith and Chris. I, I agree. So I do want to say that I don't like that this is happening. Do I think this has sets us back? No, not at all. Um, no. Because I feel like everybody has a breaking point, and I'll get into that when I defend my guy Will. But I do not like that fact. But I am on the layer of this is funny. I hate the fact that Jada had to be the butt of a black woman had to be the butt of somebody's joke. I hate the fact that the black women who work so hard to be you know, in King Richard moment got taken away. Yes. Will acting on this and letting his emotions, you know, overcome him. So those are the moments I do want to address and say, I recognize that, but right now I'm just in the layer of, I can't believe that this shit just happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I, so I like just not to like recap, like recap how Marcus and I found out, but like we were both in the group chat at the same time talking to each other about something else when this happened. And like, I like when I'm have a nervous reaction or like when I don't know what to do, because something is just so surreal. I just, I keep giggling even when it's completely inappropriate. And Maggie came down and was like, what, what is wrong with you? And I just like, you have to watch this. Like what, what is happening? And then I I just, like the humor just, it obviously it's serious, but at the same time, it's also just what is happening? And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think I want to go back to what Marcus said. And I do at least want to provide like a center for like the women of color that were impacted Mm -hmm. by this because like, by all intent and purpose, if Will Smith was going to win this, even at the start of the night, this was going to be a huge moment for that movie for Venus and Serena yeah. and, and and all the entire team that put that movie there. And now mm-hmm. I just, it kind of guts me the fact that like all of that is going to kind of be forgotten in the wake of like, ah, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, right? Like, and yeah. that the conversation shifts and like even Jada just I, I just send love to her because I, I mean like I she's just going through a lot like if you if you are suffering from a chronic disease that's a lot and to have someone poke fun of you on national television like that sucks like I just want to put that out there that sucks Thanks. like you're punching down if you're making that joke in my opinion and I, I don't like, and it goes back to like last week's podcast a little bit of like, y- you can push yourself to make better material. Like she was in a Matrix movie for Pete's sake that okay. she went back to years later. There's That's there true. has to be a joke there. That's right? true. Instead of referencing G.I. Jane, which is like 30, 30 years almost, out of date, 30 years old now, like yeah, 30 years what, out of like, date what and I'm then sorry. like that's the first layer right those are like the first two layers and then you just it hits it goes into the stratosphere when you realize the stage is not like up anywhere the stage literally looks like just it's on the ground level and you can just walk up yeah and no, no security no lanterns here nothing and, and you just see a dude go smack another person like just out of the blue yeah. here's the here's the thing that also blew my mind is like you like here's the other sorry let me start here 
the footage of this is so messed up too and i feel like that's what's contributing to a lot of people talking about it because they didn't broadcast everything live i found it because somebody tweeted a japanese version that was uncensored yep so that's another whole other layer that the academy didn't even show Uh the entire incident but there's no build-up it's just here's a joke (laughs) here's will oh my gosh i just it's rocking slapped and then Will Smith dropped the F bomb. Like it, it reads like uh, it reads like a Mad Libs, and I and it's real. And I'm still processing all Brian, of it. It's it's, a, it's an absurdist joke. Like it's it's something I would expect on. I think you should leave. Like I would expect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. that's the level of of comedic. That's why it's it's kind of funny. Is it's this 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 level of like imagine a premise where someone gets so offended by a joke that they just walk up casually slap a man shake their coat and go sit back down uh, what uh, like it's uh, insane well uh, are we starting this now well here's we got a lot of time here's here's what i'm gonna say and i'm gonna i'm i'm going to shake this hornet's nest because i because i look at this just a smidgen differently okay and i I think the biggest player who's at fault, maybe it's not differently. I think the biggest player at fault out of all of this is the Academy and whoever their producer was. Okay. I'm open. I'm open to this. Okay. And this is the reason why I say this is who can tell me who was supposed to be the host of the Oscars a week ago. I can't, I could have told you, but I'm a weirdo, but right. It It was, no, it was Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall together. Now yes. you all now you all have made my point, which is like you're not really there was no real organization to this and you didn't ever have any type. Not once did they try to like interject, go to commercial. They let this shit play out like they yeah. just they just kind of said like, like we don't know. Almost like, yeah, paralyzed by not knowing what to respond. And I think the other problem is, is that like at at Chris Rock's core, he is a. You both of you are absolutely right. You punch down and you hit somebody and a disease that they can't help. And even most comedians would tell you that's low brow. And you would expect that maybe if you were in a comedy club, but at an event like this, maybe not. Mm-hmm. You essentially hired comedians to try and make this show more entertaining. And y'all, this moment is the highlight, but there are other cringy moments from the hosts of this sh- of this well, show, like where the women hosts walk around and talk about like which male actors they'd like to give a COVID test to. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that that <laughs> what? was strange, what? right? Me. So, so this what does that mean? You could you can think I whatever mean, you want by it. Like it, it seemed it. it seemed to be a metaphor for hooking up to me. Yeah, correct. And what? so that what am I gonna do with a Q-tip in my nose? Right. Again, this this is kind of this is kind of like this is the point that I'm making is that like you hired a bunch of comedians to come in, and then you got surprised when one <laughs> of them was forced to fill time and looked around to the crowd for audience inspiration to tell what a joke. He does. Right. And so there's a part of me that's like, if you don't want them to do this, stop hiring comedians to be the ones presenting. Start pulling other actors or previous year's winners to come in and and to issue this award. Because the other problem is, is that 
we forget that at one point in time, and I did a smidgen bit of research for this point. Do you all remember when Ricky Gervais hosted the 2020 um, Golden yes. Globes? Yes. Yes. And he was he said, awful. Yes. And this is the joke that he made about a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Quote, the Irishman was amazing. It wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was nearly three hours long. Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. Even Prince Andrew's like, come on, mate, you're nearly 50 now. And so that's that's incredible. That's incredibly that that's incredibly bad taste, especially knowing what we know now. Oh, my God. Again, you hired a comedian to try to make your show more entertaining. And we're all sitting here being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. There's a part of me that's like, a, what did you reasonably expect? Well, I f- OK, Marcus is going to slide in right here. I that's don't want to from you, Brian. No, so go ahead. Point. Here, okay, here was here's where I am. You cannot predict this kind of stuff. Oh, I don't of course think not. Anybody would have predicted it, right? And I see your point, Doug. I, I do, I do think that I don't know if Chris Rock's joke was unplanned and he scanned the room and is trying to fill the fill the time, or was that- I agree? It like I don't know if it was off the cuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I say shame, shame, shame on the people who you know, um who like okay the, the joke right yeah, yeah. Who, i'm imagining this is like snl they went in the yeah. writer's room yes somebody said this joke or he said the joke and was like what do you think about this or he ran it by somebody yes somebody it. had to i agree somebody right. heard it and so i would say shame on the person that did that without doing any research or hearing anything about right now it is comedy, and I understand the excuse, what which is what it is to me. We're supposed to bring light to the dark, and you know, this is what we're supposed to do. But right. also, we've come to a time where you have to realize whether we like it or not, everybody is a lot more sensitive to content and things said nowadays, whether it is rightfully so, and it is like not sensitive, but it's more just everybody needs to be respectful, or it's you can't say you just can't say the same things you would say in the 90s or in the 2000s even or even three years ago yeah so i just want to i want to put that out there before yeah. we keep going with the how we all individually feel and i have a follow-up yes. to that point which is i think that this is where like i start to say i i don't i, I feel bad that jada was the punchline of a joke and i think the end all of like the i think in the mind of I think if we're to enter the mind of Chris rocks, if we're supposed to put ourselves in his position for a moment, his position was they hired me to do a three minute set. Yep. Where I was supposed to fill time before I presented the best documentary award. Yeah. Yep. I did that. And I, I was doing my job and someone came up and slapped me for something that I said. Yeah. That is the, if, if that were a comedy club, you'd be kicked out and you'd never be invited back. Yeah. And so I think for me, as as much as we're talking about, and I and I entirely sympathize, I think Will's going to have to do some serious reflecting, and I, and not just like a day after tweeted apology. Like this, <laughs> this is this is not a good look, especially since he started out in a comedic field. Like you know what I mean? Like he was he was a funny guy coming up. He was a rapper first, and then he developed a sense. He had a good sense of humor when he was on Fresh Prince. So for me, this is. I have a tr- I have trouble forgiving him 
forgiving him for this type of situation. Yes, Marcus. All right. Here's my thing, though. Will Smith has always had issues. If you ever listen to any of the things that he's done his, when he talks about his book and when he talks about his family, he mentions the things that he struggled with. And he's still a dude from Philly. Right. Stan. So here's okay. I'm gonna just get right to my point since we yes, do it. I got a movie to review, right? I am not mad at Will. If okay. I have to pick a side, and we live in a world where you gotta pick a side, which side are you on? So, in the sake of entertainment for this podcast, if I have to pick a side, I'm siding with Will. And I'm Fair. siding with Will not because not just because he was defending his family, which I think is honorable. You know what I mean? To look over at your wife who is hurt, to hear that joke, knowing that she struggles with it, then that's something that she's publicly admitted, did a whole red table talk, all of that. You look over to your wife and she's hurt by somebody who has the stage, understands the power of having that stage, and understands that this is being broadcasted everywhere. Like you said, Doug, he's doing his job. And this is not at Doug. I'm just I'm just no, 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 no. so he said he was doing his job. Okay, so you also under have you understand what comes with that job, right? You understand the power that you have with whatever you say on that stage. You know what flies and what doesn't at the Oscars. You know that. And as a black man, you know it doubly hard because they hold you to a higher standard. That's fair. And so for me, I say I'm not mad at Will because this is also pent up aggression. Ever since Will and Jada put their public life in public, when they used to be quiet, nobody knew. Yeah. Shit. The Smiths. Yeah. Ever since they hit the news, it was one thing after the other. And guess who was the butt of the joke every time? It was either Will or it was Jada. When they talked about entanglements and they talked about Jada at the Red Table Talk or they talked about whatever, we laughed at it, the world laughed at it, and Will was the butt of the joke. And eventually, I have, been, I, I'll speak from my perspective, I have been in the situation where I have always had to be the bigger person. Oh, sure. Somebody talk to me. Okay. Yeah. Look, I have always had to be the bigger person, and you always have to just eat crow. You right. always have to eat okay. crow when you know what you stand for and what you stand by. And when sometimes you just have enough, and it's not about where you sure. are, and you have tunnel vision, and it's like seeing through a straw because I have had enough. I had to be the bigger person for so long. He right. said it in his speech. I've been forced to take so much abuse and shit and call it as part of the game. And like, you just got to take that L when I have a moment to not just address Chris Rock, because that slap was not just for Chris. That was for everybody. And so okay. he did it. And was he right to do it? No, I don't agree that he should have did it. But I understand and give grace to somebody who has had enough. When you've sure. had enough and enough is enough, I can't tell you how to react. I feel like that's not fair for me to say you shouldn't have did it because I wasn't in your shoes. This is supposed to be a night of formality. Yes. This is, we're all in tuxedos and hard bottom shoes and clicky heels. And you are coming at my wife while I'm in the front row as a yeah. cheap ass shot. Yeah. Do that shit in a, in a bar, in a little, in a sidebar. Do that shit on your run where we're not going to see each other, but you're not going to look me dead in my face, make fun of my family. And then I just, I've, I I don't blame him for losing his cool. He should have done better. He shouldn't have did it like yeah. that. He shouldn't have put his hands on that man, right? At least right there. Do that shit behind the scenes or something right. like that. So settle that but shit elsewhere. You just do it elsewhere. But I also understand when you've had enough. 
Yeah. Brian? So this is, that's just me. Yeah, Brian. No, I, 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 I hear you, Marcus. And I think that, to be honest, like, I know you were talking about, like, picking a side, but I feel like actually what you talked about was pretty nuanced, if I'm being honest. Like, I feel like yeah. it is something to be like, I understand why you did what you did. I don't agree with it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have empathy for somebody and not approve of their actions oh, 100%. Yeah. you know Absolutely. and I, I i recognize that i in another life i was a counselor so like i'm intimate with that <laughs> working with other people i think i don't know i i'm still processing it like i, I know yeah. that like like it's marcus so said i feel like i feel like on social media it's like everybody just oh. feels like they need to put it out there right away yeah and like I want to give a shout out to friend of the podcast, Stephanie Williams. And I think she tweeted something like, Hey, like maybe, maybe don't like, maybe don't say anything. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. yeah. Cause, cause for me, the, where I'm at right now is just like, I feel like everybody sucks in this situation. Just like, also a good place except Jada, by the way, Jada, like love to you. Like this, this all happened around you and you had like, it feels like you like, this just happened and yeah. it was a like it was centered on her and then it feels like it kind of got just it took on a life of its own yeah. after that you know and i feel like i did a lot of like i did a lot of listening today but i i guess like for me it's just everybody sucks in this situation oh yeah and i i just it, this feels like something you know I, I think i had mentioned this in the group chat like this is not something I expected like at the Oscars. And I do feel like there's already like some really bad takes already on social Terrible. media of like, well, Very what if these people had these identities? What if one of them was made of bees? That last one's kind of a joke, but like, <laughs> but it's how stupid like, it is. Like that, that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Part of it. Part of it just feels like a discernment of like, I, like, I should only be able to comment up to a certain point. Like I watched the broadcast. I saw, I saw a dude hit another dude. I don't think that's great, but I don't feel like I should moralize after that of like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Again, I'm still processing and I don't have fully formed thoughts and I'm sure I'm going to evolve more, but I also feel like in this conversation it's having the discernment of like, maybe, maybe I'll just sit and listen and Hmm. see what happens. I guess like, if I had to end this on a on a nice concise note, here's what it feels like. What it feels like is the Oscars, like the production crew and team were like, we gotta get these ratings. So to me, it's like lower the stage so it's more easily accessible and you have more natural moments. Let's have these three hosts that are all comedians and they're just going to run these around bits, the crowd, you know, and just kind of like have these organic weird moments that people talk about. And then on top of it, like, I don't know y'all, like maybe we'll find out in 10 years, this whole thing was staged. I, I honestly, right. it's so surreal to me. Right. I don't know. And then on top of it, like if you're a producer and then you like, you have like Will Smith could possibly get an Oscar what does it say? Like, what does it say that someone did that to somebody and they just went back and sat down? Like, I'm not saying it yeah. one way or another, but you're giving a vibe and you're giving a certain, I don't know. It, 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 it right. <laughs> like, right. The, the atmosphere in that room was palpable. And yeah. I, I guess I just, I don't know. 
I, I don't know the best way to address it because I feel like it goes back to your point, Doug, and I'm trying to make it a full circle moment. I'm just like, it's how you handled it in that moment. So part yeah. of it to me is like all this conversation afterwards is like, yeah, like, but the, the moment to actually like talk about this and have a more fruitful discussion would have been that production team making a decision after seeing it's all that. Funny. And what it felt right. like is like, well, we need good TV. That's kind of like what it felt like. And congratulations. I guess you got it. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm still, again, well, and that's, and that's, thing. and that's, I think, I think to kind of, for me to close it out, I completely agree with Marcus's take and, and your take as well is that I think that there's a lot of nuance to this. Mm. And I think this just all this does is take the Oscars down a peg. Like th that's, that's really all that this really does is makes them look bad because I think you either have to, you either have to say, you know, because there's been a big discussion around, you know, their bylaws and what they stand oh for. My it's gosh. Like, then you then you need to fucking <laughs> then you need to fucking stand for that. And you should have said the minute that he acted like that for whatever reason, right? Like just pushed too far. Like, yeah, kick him what, out, right? He's got to go. Like even go. if even if you know that he's gonna win, he's got to yeah, go gotta because go. at the end of the day, you either have those rules and they mean something. Or they don't. I don't know. Like and 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 so I think that that's I, I Brian I think that that observation of like it feels this feels very ratings like feels very ratings they oriented. Did say, they did there, say that there wasn't a lot of time between the yeah. incident and receiving him receiving the award. Right. So that oh yeah before the incident I think that that was it was like the documentary and I if I read it correctly he was supposed to win the next award. And they Oof, knew. That. Yeah. So, oh, wow. You know, it's kind of like, what do you do? Do you take a man out while you, you know, do they even, my my thing is, do they even do the investigation if this didn't I, pick up the momentum that it did? That's I, a great question. Like, I, does it even matter if this didn't air and they didn't have the Japanese version video yeah. and it was all hearsay and everybody was like, yo, I heard a rumor that Will Smith smacked <laughs> the shit out of Chris Rock last night. <laughs> You know, do they even do Nobody would have believed it. Like, no one would have believed it. Everybody would have been like, at the fucking Oscars? No way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. But, You're oh, right, dude, Marcus. You know, like, and it's like, everybody's playing. <laughs> and, and I agree, everybody plays a part in this. The Oscars yes. through this moment. Now everybody's going to watch the Oscars again next year because they're going to see if some crazy shit oh. happens again or how oh. they're going to reply. This, yeah. to be honest, honest, all of the awards that they've given, I feel like I didn't really need it. Like I'm looking at the I, people that won, and I didn't watch half of them. Secretly, so like, secretly, the reason why I didn't watch the Oscars and I went to bed is because at the end of the day, I'm just going to read who won the next day. I don't need to sit there and watch somebody drone on and on about how my grandmother read me a book once, and that's why I wanted to be an actor. Like I don't give a shit. I mean, great, having a moment, but once again, the Oscars for those winning feels like it's a private moment. Yes, right. If we're if we're being realistic, if you win an award for being the best podcast, yes, I want the world to know, but also these All private moments feel like I don't know, they like they should be private. You got people boohooing and being vulnerable on stage. This yeah. is a vulnerable night. Everybody's yeah. on the edge anyway. So why set some shit up like this? Spectacle already. There's enough spectacle enough. It's like to a make, zoo. To to I will even continue this concentric circle. Like I, I, honestly, every time I I try to have a critical thought about this, Marcus, it goes back to what you said of like th this is like hilarious. Like when you think about it, it is funny. Just, Obviously, Chris hilarious. Rock getting hurt. 
is not funny. The entire situation, though, the surreal absurdity yes. of everything. And if your reaction is like, LOL, what? That is a fine That's enough. reaction. That's all you need. Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And my thing, my one of my last statements is before we move on to mimic, is everything. I am a man of morals and values. Doug knows this, and I hope right is right and wrong is wrong. Right at at the end of the day, Mama always told me two things: you do the best you can, as best you can, because you can, and that right is right and wrong is wrong. At the end of the day, I also am a believer that everything does not deserve a fucking TED talk. Like I do not need <laughs> from every goddamn body on making every yeah. situation yeah. an example on why this is a thing. Sometimes oh some shit is just funny. Sometimes some shit is right. And sometimes some shit is just dead ass wrong. And here's yeah. the other thing. We have no say so in it. The way yeah. the yeah. operates True. is this will happen. Then something else will happen months later. And we move the yeah. fuck on. But we feel I, like everything deserves a goddamn TED talk and has to be an example as to why humanity is so shitty. You know why humanity is so shitty? Because a lot of us just don't do our fucking part at the end of the day. We're so yeah. busy giving, hopping on socials to be mightier than thou and so goddamn self-righteous that you're missing the actual lesson, which is, hey, how about we show some goddamn empathy to everybody in the fucking room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, I mean... There's a reason I did not I did not tweet about this today. I like I, I just there's also like this is also like white people. I'm gonna call you in. Like you don't need to give your opinion on this. Like Ooh. we've been talking about it from the Oscars and the ceremony. I said I'm still processing it, and one of the things that keeps orbiting my head too is like I, like people don't need to moralize it, like they don't need to like interject themselves because it also feels like i don't know it goes back to that intimacy thing of just like i feel like that was like a really intense thing between two people and like i hope they work it out i really like uh, like genuinely i hope they do brian i I don't know what did you say you say you felt like you watched a fight in the parking lot (laughs) yeah yeah this was a bar fight this was like you all went out to a bar after work one day and then suddenly like john made a joke and dave was like absolutely not and you're it, like, I'm not involved in like, this. That's not my business. That's not my business. <laughs> like, John and Jake are, are going to just have it out in the parking lot. I don't but know what's going to happen. About this. Am I going to laugh about John and Jake the next morning after my hangover hits? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, 100%. You don't know what I did? I retweeted everything I thought was funny. And I sent it to the chat <laughs> and I fucking laughed. Because honestly, I had this moment where I had literally said out loud, that's not my life. Like, yeah. I'm analyzing it from not even a 10 foot pole perspective, but I'm analyzing it through a TV and mm-hmm. yes, this is somebody's life, but they don't know Marcus nope. yet, at least. So it's like, I mean, I felt like I could laugh at the moment and just enjoy myself without feeling like I had to do, do I want to be serious today and make a I, moment out of this or nope. should I just be like, you know what I, I mean? I didn't know. I don't know. 
I turned I it know. into a I turned it into a meme to prevent to promote the podcast. That's how yeah. I felt about it. Well, honestly, I thought that was I don't know. That's mean it was. I mean, I enjoyed processing <laughs> this with y'all because I I I can't make any sense of it, and I'm also very excited to talk about this movie that Marcus loves. Also, I, also a piece of me that's Brian. I love the piece where I am also Brian, where I'm processing <laughs> this shit because I called my mom and we talked for 45 <laughs> minutes about. I'm I believe it. I, we just talked about the whole thing, and then I'm also I, Doug. And like everybody fucked up, so yeah, it's so, kind of like you did it, you did it, you did it too, and you know you did. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have a movie to talk about. I guess um, so, and so we still have to give some attention to the movie Mimic, which is fun. So there's a little poster yes. for that. Now, this movie is came to us actually from Marcus. He said that he watched this and remembers this from back in the day. So, Marcus, I'm going to kick it on over to you to kind of yeah. get us start us uh, started on discussing Mimic. Okay. Take it away, sir. Let's do it. Okay. So, what had happened was I thought this was a movie just about cockroaches evolving, and I was dead wrong. I forgot there was a whole plot line to this shit. <laughs> um, and, and it hit a little bit too close to home when I turned it on when people uh, were, I was oh, going to bring that up. Oh, oh yeah. That's 100%. <laughs> so, Brittany uh, looked at me, and she goes, Brittany looked at me, and she goes, when was this made? Like... <laughs> I said, the opening scene, Marcus. I'll let you talk. It was bad. No, no, no. The opening scene with the kids in the hospital tents and everything, and they was like, help me. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you got this movie, right? There's this disease that's out. I forgot the name of the disease, but there's Oh, I forgot to. It's Roger, somebody named after some white man. So there's some disease that's out, and probably. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. More than likely, yes. Okay, there's this disease that's out. It's killing the kids. They're getting sick. Um, and like they, if you know, they said if they survive, they end up in crutches and braces and yes. all this other shit like that. And the kids are just dying and they're getting sick. So they're in an epidemic. Like li- they're in a literal yep. epidemic in New York. I think they said Manhattan Island. Sounds right. So yeah, it was they, just the island. Yeah. The carrier of this disease um is the cockroach, is the common cockroach. So the so because of that, they built this new bug or they bred this new bug called the Judas breed. And what happens mm-hmm. is the ex, ex what is the word? Exertion? 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 Ex- excretion. Excretion. Yep, that's yep. right. The excretion <laughs> from the Judas breed. Ugh. Literally that's, kills the cockroaches. So a, that's a great word. And no, they <laughs> they, go to, <laughs> they go to the sewers. They release this new bug, this Judas breed, which is, mind yeah. you, supposed to die after eighty days, seventy days, or something. Yeah, like, that. like um, yeah, yeah. What was it? One hundred and eighty days. I, can't it, I think it was six months. I feel six like it was months. six months. I think she it was says six. she says something about like 70, 60, 70 days or something yeah. like that later, but it's very quick. It's very quick. So the book is not supposed to be able to like reproduce or anything like that. The book is supposed to die. So they kill all the cockroaches. They end the epidemic. They end the epidemic. Okay. So cool. The book, you know, they everybody celebrates the guy's horny with his wife in the tub or some shit like that and wants to have a baby. Why not? Because y'all two doctors that just saved New York City. And so um they flash forward to like four years later or something like that. Three years. Three years later, thank you. And they find you know, this lady is haggling with these street kids, and she's giving them ten dollars. Have so many questions about that interaction. I, yeah, same. 
<laughs> so see, they find this bug. They find this example of this bug. She gets this bug. She's looking at it. She tests it. She finds out, oh shit, this is our Judas breed bug. It actually has been reproducing. She found a female version of this bug that has been reproduced, and now it's evolving. The shit is big as right. hell. So now what you have is these big Judas breed bugs that are walking around and they're able to mimic their predator, which is the human. So they're basically mimicking the faces and the shells to look like humans as they walk around and they want to basically take over after having a colony. And And y'all, we're going to talk about spoilers, too. Like, that's the basic premise of the movie, but we're going to get into spoilers. So that's basically um, I forgot. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, yeah. So that's basically the whole movie right there is that's mimic and then they basically spend the movie trying to figure out how they're going to stop this colony how do they stop everything from happening and where everything goes and then yep that. yep that's <laughs> also very fun in case you're curious and wondering what happened it feels a lot like that um i gotta be honest with you marcus when you first suggested that we should watch this movie yes, we, yes. i thought i thought it was this movie i gotta be I, honest with you i could see that i, oh, know. Huh. I don't know this is also the movie i was talking about where her vagina has teeth that's well, um, what? there's a whole other movie <laughs> called Teeth about a vagina that oh, has teeth. That's right. So, but that's that's <laughs> another podcast. This is not how I thought my day would go. All right, <laughs> here we are. That's, Sorry, Pornhub. Sorry, Brian, strap in because there's there's a whole name for him, everything. I think we should actually watch that. That would be entertaining. Um, oh lordy! But anyway, I thought that this was it. This this was I was surprised by Mimic. I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised for it for two reasons. One, if you all know my wife, yes. Brittany is not super keen to like the sci-fi genre. It's just not okay. her bag, which is fine. And she like we started watching this and she was like, this is just such a 90s movie. And then I think the fact that there were like some really heavy 90s tropes like the yeah. music, like the the acting, the way it looked, the way it felt. She was like, OK. Okay, this is this is like a '90s movie, and so it's 100. I enjoyed this. This was this was a fun ride. You You know what it kind of felt like to me as I rewatched it? It felt like two different movies. It's gonna sound weird. The vibe kind of feels like I know what you did last summer, like the thriller part of that. Yeah, meets Friends and everybody's so sexy. So it's like, (laughs) I mean, there's a Jennifer Aniston haircut. I I mean, Mira Servino. Yeah, and the boyfriend who. He's he's a nerdy doctor because he wears yep. glasses, and that's really yep. the only thing that makes him nerdy. Yeah. So it kind of felt like Friends in Manhattan meets cockroaches, and so like it's very interesting. <laughs> but I just remember this movie because growing up, I really just enjoyed this movie for some reason, okay. and I think it was the fact that I never really paid attention to the bugs themselves when they showed. It was the creepiness of it because if you sure, notice yeah. throughout the movie, it is it actually show a bug until. Uh, maybe like closer forty five minutes. It's when she's, day. it's when she's like fucking haggling with those like street kids for like ten dollars yeah. and some bug tools that she yeah. thinks that these kids need. Yeah, yeah. which she I didn't them. understand. No. Yeah, you, you know he's gonna give us a whole twenty dollars for this. Bug. <laughs> like forty dollars. This is this is our meal ticket. I was and like, that was died. so weird. And they died. These kids. Here's the other oh, thing. Oh yeah, the they killed the kids. They yeah. did not give a shit about children in this at all. It's been a while since they've killed a kid. And the dog. They do. Oh, yeah. And the dog, too. And the dog. I mean, the obviously dog. kids, too. Oh, I bit the dog. And also, they had, like, dead cats down there. These yeah. things ate everything. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. So, 
I don't. Where do we start with this? I don't know where. I you mean, we'll start, start where we usually do, which is I, what do we like about this movie? Like, let's let's start there. I mean, Brian? I can I can jump in. I, the thing I liked about this movie was how it was shot and the shot composition and the colors. Oh, yeah. I like it. I, it is just so cool seeing early Del Toro. Like you can mm-hmm. just see. It makes me want to revisit it out. a ton of other movies. And well, and the thing is, like, even watching it, I was like, this is one of like your first. Like, it's good. Like, if this if this type of movie was released on a streaming service, I feel like people would be like, Oh my gosh, look at look at all of this. Like, it's it is a well-crafted movie visually. I think it would pass the no sound test. I, I obviously I haven't done that. I don't I don't have oh, sure. But I do feel like if you were to watch this movie without sound, it might even be scarier. Um, Oh, yeah. I think that's just how the visuals, like how strong the visuals are. And the even though it's very basic, like cool blues and warm oranges are some of the most basic movie color palettes because it's it's just so popular you so often and it's effective. I just feel like, yeah, you did it well. Like it's really done well here. And I think the other thing I'll say on the visual component is just those bugs were gross and creepy. And Mm. in the back of my mind, I watch movies and I know they're not real, but the viscera, like the, the the sound design and the visual, like just the grossness of it. It got me. Also, I watched this movie in the middle of the day on my phone while taking care of my kids, as Martin Scorsese probably intends all films to be watched. He's so and right now, I man. was still creeped the hell out. I'm slappy. watching this on my on my phone, and I'm it is broad daylight, and I'm like, yeah. that's gross. Ew. Like I'm just I'm squirming on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so well done. I feel like it's a testament to be like, I didn't need to be in a dark theater to be like, that's gross. And I'm uncomfortable. And you're making me feel that way just on this, on this image. Right. And I feel yeah. like to use another Martin Scorsese meme, that's cinema. So yeah. uh, well, and that's where I'm at. Brian, I think the other thing about this is that the sound sign was really oh good. my gosh like when they're I cracking like open those bug carcasses oh. cracking open the bug carcasses when something needed to sound wet the sound effects were really good yep. like i think um the clacking of the bugs i think was oh, more yeah. i think the clacking of the bugs was a little bit more terrifying than the, the bugs yeah. like the the but not the bugs themselves because the monster work on that was just so incredible oh my like gosh the way, the way yes. it was i mean and even like it was 97 when this came out and the CGI yeah. is pretty good for when those bugs are flying. And so, but even like just sort of the suspense built up with their sound and then they look like they're in a trench coat. Like I yep. thought that, that like that sound design and the, and the monster design was just so, so oh, cool to kind of like parallel the points that you made. Like it was just such a fun, like they yes. just, he did such a good job of it. And you wonder why he's considered like, the master of horror like he's just he is that good at building that out and this was just a this was a fun scary movie this is the type of scary movie that i can watch and go like i'm not scared of this i'm just enjoying my ride Hmm. what about you marcus what did you like coming back to it you know i I like the plot you know like everything just made sense they didn't do too much with the plot they was like listen listen yeah people is sick the kids is sick and the kids is even the professor who was upset with the doctor for doing this, like in the beginning, he had the curly hair and she went back oh, yeah. to visit him. Oh, and yeah. like, you know, you know, will you, you know, he's like, do you want forgiveness or something, something, something. And 
she was like, I got grandkids. And so I was mad at you before, but I got grandkids now. So I can't be too mad. But like right. they did what they were supposed to do. And then you realize typical scientific mistake. They fucked up. And it yeah. was like, you're not supposed to do that. And that's what I liked about the movie was the plot line. It, it just made sense. They didn't go too deep into it. They didn't try to overthink it. They didn't over explain how the bug looked like it got a hat and a trench coat on. And I was like, you know what? I'm fine with that. Is that a part of the yeah. and the molding? I don't know. Hell if I know, but hell, I'm, I'm here for the ride. Here's what I remember why this movie used to scare me so much. It just hit me. Okay. So a lot of people know about roaches, right? Like, yes. the, like roaches. But being from Houston, our roaches are a little bit different. Yes, they right? are. They and, and, and Doug grew up in Texas. So we also have flying roaches. Oh, you, my gosh. Yes, you do. And I'll so, take my winters any day. No, thank you. When I, I'm not even lying to y'all. The roaches are about like y'all can't see it. It's about sometimes roaches are about an inch and a half long, oh. and then they fucking fly. No, yeah. thank you. So growing up in Houston, which is where I watched, which is where my love for movies came from, was right Priscilla's house. Shout out to my grandmother Priscilla. Um, you had this movie, you see roaches, and it was just this idea of I see these little buggers every fucking day. Yeah, imagine if this shit was real, I would be <laughs> terrified out of my head. So, oh, for sure, yes, thought process. But I love this movie. I think the um actors and actresses and everybody picked out in this was good. To me, at the end of the day, the real villain was um I'm terrible with the characters' names. Was the doctor's wife? I mean, the, the doctor's husband. He was just oh, like, sure. at times. Oh, and Thanos was yeah. Also, but he also died. Uh, yeah. Jeremy North Northam. Is yeah, Jeremy Northam. Jeremy yeah. Northam. He was kind of a dick to the police. And the police officer yeah. watch how you talk to people. There was yeah. nothing enjoyable about his character. Yeah. And I don't know if he was written that way, but it was just like anytime this guy's on uh, in a scene, I just I well, don't, don't like it. I feel like it did this. I feel like he did this thing that like a lot of movies at the time were trying to do, which is like we're going to try and paint like overly scientific individuals Uh-oh. as people yeah. to like not be trusted and like, yeah. like bad people because yes. you know, it's going to be their creation that ends up killing all of us. And there was a lot of like fear around like what science could do. And he definitely had that vibe of like, you know, the 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 police officer was just like, how can you start this whole thing? Like, I remember the exchange about the electricity. He was like, how can you start this thing up? Like, you'd need a whole team to wire it. And it was almost right. as if his response was like, because science, doofus. Like, and it's like, just fuck <laughs> off with that. Like, exactly. and it just, exactly. and, and I think that that's like, to your point, Marcus. Yeah, he he definitely felt like the villain because he was definitely like throwing that like, well, with the scientific method, anything is possible. Yeah, that was definitely his vibe, like. Yeah, that was definitely his vibe. Like, and I think supposed to be a loving husband and shit like that, but also fuck no. And and the characters in this didn't feel like they were supposed to be together. It literally no like chemistry. Those yeah, and your story, you know, and, and but that's what I enjoy because it felt like you ran into random people in New York, got together, and had yes. to out this problem. And that yes. was organic shit ever. Yes. yes. Yeah, I would agree with I, that. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. There's a. Oh man, whatever. There's a Resident Evil game way back when, and basically it was a group of people. It's like, can these strangers all survive together? And what this movie felt, what it felt like, is it was like, oh yeah, it's like it's taking that concept of like, oh nobody knows each other, can they survive the night? And like, kind of that scary movie format, but like not a slow burn. I'm having a very tough time describing this, but 
I, I agree, Marcus. I enjoyed that this this premise of like all of these people slowly coming together, not explicitly trapped somewhere, but at the finale being like, okay, a cop, a doctor, an entomologist, uh, and like a dad, like a, a shoe shiner dad are trying to survive the night. Like, can they do it? And that yeah. was really engaging to me. Well, and I think it played off of like a classic thing that like was introduced. Like, remember the movie The Thing? Like oh, yeah. Kurt Russell. That was a that was a like these foot like these eight people are trapped in a room together in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. this was they were building off of like a like something that had been tested well, and worked really really well. It, it also kind of felt like it, it, what it felt like is is like the the short story, and I, I don't remember who wrote the short story, but whoever that was, it felt like it had Jurassic Park vibes of like oh hundred percent. You know, and I'm always a sucker for a story of like oh, yeah. we we can do this, so we will. Oops, turns out that was a bad idea. I don't know why I love those Icarus tales, but I do, and. I do this kind of had the same vibe of like, what if we made super bugs? And everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. What if we brought dinosaurs back? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Like, what could the consequences meta- possibly okay. be? What if and, bugs excrete medicine? Uh, I mean, let's, right? Yeah, like, let's do it, that. It kind of had the same structure of Jurassic Park, but instead of dinosaurs and an island, it was, well, it's still an island. It was like a New York subway and, and, and bugs and, and, and they're way scary. Like it was still, ugh. Ugh. gosh, some of the noises. The other thing that got me with the noises is when all of a sudden, at first they was like, "Ew, I'm not putting that on my body." When they <laughs> kill the bug, and all of a sudden, are ripping pieces of the bug and putting <laughs> the bug juice on. And then there comes a point where she's like, "Okay, honey, as you go out there, as you're deep inside of a fucking tunnel, panicking for your life," she tells him, "Don't, Don't smell, sweat. Smell chemical changes." <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden he's squishing this shit out like a goddamn like lotion oh my gosh also, himself. I, can i i want to spend a minute on the on the on the kid the spoons kid i want to just spoons spend a minute kid. I be careful spend a minute. he has autism i, I think Dude, that was very i have clear. nothing they to say not. about his acting i have questions about what happened to that poor child at the end of this movie because she like ran back and like saw him and was oh. like oh this is gonna be my future son but then her husband walked up and she, she let go of him, him and she gave him a hug and i was like so that kid needs to find a new family is that I, what i'm gathering i mean <laughs> that was what i took away from it also that hug at the end like i looked up like, like did they hate each other like i because dirty dancing <laughs> like they did swayze and and uh oh my gosh i'm blanking on her you're name. fine people are, thank you i know what you're talking about okay don't put baby in a corner baby baby uh uh jennifer gray right does that yeah, is. Right? yep jennifer gray there it is. uh they hated each other and still they, made dirty dancing also they made yeah. red dawn together which oh. blows my mind they hated each other so much then they made two movies together anyway i looked up there are rumors that they did not get along on not set surprising. which is like this finale and they're like i'm so glad you survived let's have the most slow painful hug we can and then like yeah they ushered the kid out of the shot and i was like oh i assumed yeah it'd be an epilogue with them and the kid okay well, i would have assumed there would have been an epilogue with them and the kid too but they literally hugged and that kid was just like do I stand here? Do I walk away? Like, what should I do? Yeah, well, I was just... kind of surprised that they started rolling credits because I thought that yeah. they were... so I here, surprised I also, by that too. I also got this ending confused. So y'all know how I get. I, I watched all of these oh, movies. It's so I <laughs> yes. So I tried to watch 
Mimic 1, 2, and 3. So oh, I Jesus. got through Mimic oh. 1 and 2. And I actually got the endings confused from Mimic 2, <laughs> where I thought happened in Mimic 1. <laughs> Excellent. So if anybody I wants to this. know what Mimic 2 is about, <laughs> please. Exact. I'm not even doing a Marcus exaggeration on this movie. Mimic 2 is about the Judas breed. All of them didn't die, obviously. I, I mean, yeah. Who peddles like these, you know, creature. He he basically peddles the Judas breed, which is now combined with termites and ants. So oh. a whole new breed, right? So there's a big ass bug walking around, and there's this teacher who's an epi epi an epidemia uh, an epi no an endo no no and I said it studying bugs. bugs and shit study bugs studying bugs yeah, yeah. Study bugs so she's there she's a teacher at like a middle school or whatever an entomologist and and thank you thank you that's it. And thank you, Doug. And she bugged me. She's <laughs> it bugged you. It bugged you. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> if I could throw my LaCroix can at you, I would. I want to throw this on my computer really bad because we're on like Zoom. And I just I want to throw this so bad in your general direction. I, I don't I, I just, just to make a point, just to make a sound. Ugh. That was like the most painful dad joke so that I've heard in a while. And so I'm a dad. Like, okay. <laughs> so, wow. Basically, Mimic 2 is, she is, it bugged me. So basically, <laughs> so basically, she's a teacher, right? Cool. So there's this, mm. she going on different dates with these guys. And long story short, all the guys hurt, break her heart, or whatever the case may be, or they become creepy, Classic. or they're assholes, or whatever. So people, these guys start dying and they don't just start dying. Their faces are being peeled off. This oh my God. So the, the, obviously the detective comes by and he's like, oh, we heard you had a problem with these guys, blah, 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 blah. Are you killing it? Long story short, the bug is killing every guy who sent combines with her because the bug oh. wants her. And so the bug is like in love with her. So, spoiler alert, the end of this movie no. ends with no. the bug in the shot, and there's the detective who goes back in to save the girl. The bug kills the detective, molds to shape like his body, and the bug is walking around New York City. She wakes up in the hospital. The doctor tells her, hey, no. you are a living, breathing miracle. She no. says, he tells her, we got all of it out of you. She says, what is it? She says, we got all of the larva out of your stomach. No, 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 no. Why do I know this? This bug got her pregnant. And then the larva saved her by cleaning out her insides, came to visit her at the house. And she makes this statement at the beginning of the movie says, if you kill a cockroach, it doesn't die until nine days after you kill it till it starves itself. This big ass human bug comes. She pretends to stroke it like she's falling in love, kills it, dies in front of the door. Her new, her and her new black adopted son have to stay in the house for nine days because the bug burrowed its way inside of the house. Oh my God, Marcus! That's why I, I said Mimic Two is called "These Bugs Are Horny." That's well, Mimic Two. That's Mimic oh. Two. Oh I encourage you all to watch it. It is nothing like Mimic don't, One. I don't think that I can. I don't. I kind of want to throw up a little bit. I don't think that <laughs> I can. Not a lot. It was a, a very creepy, over sexualized movie about cockroaches. Like I was well, like, that's not the route that I 
that's not the route that I thought you were no, gonna go. I, that's, I saw that coming a mile away. I, as, I soon, as soon as Marcus said send, I was like, that bug, that bug's gonna do something to her, and I'm gonna hate it. Here's what I thought it was at first. When you said that there was a guy peddling bugs, yes. I thought what you meant was that like this guy was selling sex dolls that were bugs mimicking other people. That's where no. my brain went. No. Yes, How it did. How the hell did you end up there? I don't know. I maybe I've got stuff I got to work through. But that... I'm call Will Smith to come in. <laughs> welcome to the films in black and white processing hour. Yeah. Hey, welcome to therapy with films in black and white. <sighs> it's But yeah, that's where I thought you were going. So it's still gross, but somehow I'm relieved. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that had to be direct. To video, right? This was I, in the this was in the nineties. They did this, that, right? Well, they did that in two thousand one. So okay. Mimic Two came out in two thousand one, and then I think they tried to Mimic Three was two thousand three, and I tried to watch it. I got ten minutes in and said, "Nope, fuck you," and turned it <laughs> off because well, it was bad. Why was it so bad? So that one was bad because it starts by uh, the giant roach is alive and it oh, kills this guy, and there's a guy in his house taking pictures of it. So I was like, okay, I get it. And he just watched it. But then I read the reviews and it was like, this whole movie is a one shot. And it's more about, it just only takes place in the bedroom. And it's more about character development and the action doesn't kick oh. in until 45 minutes or like 45 minutes till the end of the movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay. Oh my God, you guys. Ugh. There's a director's cut of Mimic. There is. It's so... on HBO Max as well. I okay. I read about this like right before we started the pod. Apparently, okay. so real quick, I guess so. This this came up at uh, this came up at a festival. I'm gonna try to track down the article. Uh, but essentially, Del Toro did a Q and A, and yep. people were asking him about making this movie, and he and he basically, I'm gonna paraphrase here, but he said, you know, working with the Weinstein's and Miramax was very difficult. I didn't like it. They had a lot of rules. They had to see the final cut and it didn't turn out exactly the way that I wanted. So he was able to make a director's cut. Part of me really wants to see it just to see what the differences are. I yeah. feel like I'll just read about them and that'll be okay. But I guess some of the rules that the Weinsteins had was that you couldn't have any, like any of like the child, like the children uh, being attacked by the, by the bugs and, and being huh. killed off. They were going to cut that. Um, and some of like, they wanted to, they wanted it scarier, not as like thriller E as we got it, which kind of explains some of the other stuff. Um, but yeah, big shocker. It was hard to work with the Weinsteins. Yeah. Uh, It was an interview. It was was an interview with deadline at the Toronto film festival. I found the article from 2010. He did an interview with them. uh, He did an interview with them at the Toronto film festival and deadline asked them, it's been a while since you directed an indie and were at the mercy of your backers. Why was mimic, which you made for Bob and Harvey Weinstein, such an unpleasant experience. Um, and he said, quote, I believe we were making two different movies. When I was going to produce the orphanage with Bayona, I had a lot of notes and out of and out of 20, Antonio took two. My notes took the movie in such a different direction, which is why I thought it should be that I told Juan Antonio, I'll come on board, but I want to remake the movie after as a producer. Um, and essentially he says like that on Mimic, they had a different movie in mind than I did as a director and they wanted me to execute their movie as opposed to them seeing what movie I had in me. Sounds, which is interesting like WB fucking up the bag again so well and that's that's uh that's miramax so and you don't see a lot from miramax anymore because they were big um they well, were all the weinsteins were really heavily wasn't it that miramax. wasn't yeah. it their company right if i'm remembering yeah. right yep 
But yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's a really interesting take on this. This was a good movie. Like, I really don't have a lot of negative things about it. And whatever it, negative things I have to say feel kind of irrelevant because it's one, it was in 1997. And two, it was, it's just such a, it's such an, a fun, it's just such an interesting movie um, that it feels really weird to be like, that's just how they were at the time. Like 90s movies had weird vibes and the tropes were really heavily involved. Like the music oozed 90s like the interlude music when they're yeah. like walking down the street music you're like no that was everybody was using that like walking down the street music at the time so For the 90s lingerie <laughs> in the tub scene like that yeah was, that, that was, was bizarre that, yeah that yeah weird, but... i just i the, the biggest area that i have questions and potentially critiques is over <laughs> those two kids that were trying to sell the bug like I just, she I want to fuck out them kids. Oh, she hosed those. Then that one uh, kid, he was like, what are you doing? We could get $40 for this thing yeah, from somewhere. Like, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? And did you hear her excuse to like her friend? Well, they could be selling worse. Well, like, yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the they fuck? They just like you Manhattan and bought this shit to your attention and died. <laughs> and the last thing you gave them was 20 bucks each. Well, yeah, and, and like, a magnifying glass. It's also <laughs> implying there's like a bug, like black market, underground market. Yeah. Like that was weird. And I was like, are like are bugs like a big deal now after the virus is eradicated? I like don't I don't, know. It seems I like don't understand. Uh, I don't either. But you know, I, I feel like you needed to have some emotional connection to them. Uh, yeah. Like being eliminated by the bugs is kind of what it felt like. It was creepy though. Like oh, that yeah. entire sequence was creepy, and I was like, Oh, they're not gonna kill the kids. Oh my gosh, they did. Like, I had a lot of those moments me. where I was like, Oh my god, they killed the kids. <laughs> they did. for real. And I also oh, yeah. I want to give a shout. I want to give a shout, and I want to get the actor's name right. Uh the, the person who played the NYPD officer, Charles Dutton. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. give him a shout out because <laughs> he felt like that most real person in this entire movie and like i kept <laughs> nodding along when he kept talking and i don't know if it's because i'm like becoming an older guy and i'm just like yeah like what are you doing like let's like this isn't right like you can't rewire a whole thing and whatever and i just i know he was supposed to play this like cranky cop who got pulled into this um but i i don't know like his performance i feel like elevated it i think it's a really good example of a good supporting performance of just like he was highlighting the, the the leads while also underscoring and giving it like mm -hmm. some really good like punchline and flavor and just like adding something to latch onto because like I'll be honest, M Mira Servino, she plays the character well, but the character's a detached doctor. Like yeah. she's not a little dry. Yeah. She's not yeah. thinking about like you know, she does bugs, you know, like she's not a hundred percent all there with the humans. Um, and like the like Dutton just brings such a vibrant picture of someone that would actually face a situation like this and be like, Oh hell no. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Uh yeah. I don't know. I related to him a lot. I really liked his I performance. Liked I, I wish he would have stuck around longer. Uh and I knew I had a feeling he may not. But I I wanted to do. That's also if, Rock from the old TV show, Rock. Oh, okay, really? Old black, old black TV show called I, yep. Rock. Rock. He plays I do Rock. Not know Emerson that. Okay, from 1991 to 94. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was in. If he if he really got his name, is he play? He was in Rudy. 
and he played he like the janitor. He played the janitor and Rudy. Um, uh, what are some other things that he did? Um, he was in the TV show Oz, which is probably where I remember him. Oh, from. okay. Um, he That's was the start in of an HBO Golden Era. Yeah, it was. absolutely yep. is. HBO after dark. HBO after dark. <laughs> that movie. Do you understand that that TV show? You know, everybody has a has a moment maybe not everybody has a moment but i had a moment where i was like i really can't go to jail it was after watching us like i said i cannot go to jail i have not done anything i have i have not done anything wrong but i watched oz and i said there's no way i'm not somebody's bitch after day one and i could not do it like i there's just like there's a moment where that show terrified me to go to prison and I literally remember because Brittany and I watched that shortly after we got married. And I looked at her. I said, I can't go. Like, oh, I just, I can't go. And she's like, you don't even have to worry about <laughs> she it. She was like, why are you worried about it? I said, I don't know. But then I can't. I can't say anything. I used to try to when I was young and young, as my granddad would say, young, dumb and full of cum, try to watch the L word looking for naughty scenes. And I realized this is a TV show about people. <laughs> <laughs> That might be one of the most like accidentally authentic things you could say about the L word. Like it was just like yeah. I was looking for some. Oh, I know that this is a show about like right. lesbian women, and I feel like it's on HBO Max after dark. So that's what this is. Me and my male horny mind is like <laughs> male gaze. I'm, yep, I'm looking for something, and it's like, wait a minute, this is about. Actual people's lives. People's lives. Oops! I learned about that. people that are different from me. All right, here we are. Hey, for the... I shouldn't over-sexualize women. Well, I've learned my lesson here. <laughs> I Let learned something. Black ass to sleep. <laughs> I learned something right in all the wrong ways. Marcus just <laughs> putting out that self-reflection there. That is difficult. I just want to give a shout no, out to him. Like... That is difficult to like and just share real... in general. The this real is the self-reflection was... episode. Yeah, yeah, that's all this is. That, that's so I apologize. You know, that no, was me when I was young. Well. I learned my lesson. Well, Marcus, yeah. I oh, appreciate you. I, oh, one more thing I didn't like. The okay. pregnancy thing. I, they mentioned it, and then it had nothing to do with nothing. Oh, yeah, there's a whole it. subplot of, like, Mira Savino being like, I, I did the test, let's wait. And then it was like, right. okay. And it keeps trying to come back. Which, which is why she was like, I could go out like I know these things better than everybody else. Send me out of it. And he's like, no, I have to go. And I was that like, was weird. Not I, yeah, I did not like, like that. I also did not like that either. Yeah. How? How? Bom- oh, go ahead. I thought the movie was just going to end like and I'm pregnant or like, <laughs> yes. something, like whisper something like I didn't know. But fuck. Yeah. No, it was I mean, all over the place. I, I would have loved Look, well, at, at one point I was like, this movie's going to be pretty progressive if a few things happen. Because at that point, I thought, I mean, I thought some people were going to survive that didn't. But um, <laughs> shocker, the two white leads made it out. Um, I mean, like and calling a duck a duck here. Boy. Had to sacrifice himself, son of a. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, is like Mira Savino going to be like the one that's like, I have to do this, like I'm responsible for this, and then it was like. No, you can't because we need you. Or it was just so watered down, yeah. and it's fine. It's a thriller movie. I'm not thinking too hard about it. I'm entertained, right. but I was like, how dope would it have been to just see Mira Sovino just be like, all right, I'm gonna go blow these bugs oh, I would up. Because like, I mean, she's already like she's got dirt, and like her face is 
dirty as all get out. She has been through it. She's been chased. She's in a sewer. <laughs> She's in a dirty train car. Like, just let her have this moment. Like, I would have loved her performance there, and it would have made yeah. more thematic sense than just having random doctor her husband who was like no you have to live in my glasses like i also wear glasses by the way um and like just i just felt like he fiddled with them a lot in the movie the only point of him wearing glasses was to use the glasses (laughs) to turn things back on but also she was supposedly supposed to have her moment one-on-one with the male bug and she cuts herself with the cross to make oh yeah and i was like this feels overly Catholic because there was a lot of cross. Oh, there was like, a lot of like religious stuff yeah. that I don't know. It, it, it feels very like it feels very that. formulaic for the time. Like yes. it feels like yeah. they were like people find Catholic stuff even more scary. So yeah. work that in there. Like, like, I know that sign says Jesus saves, but <laughs> there's nothing but the devil. I mean, there, right? well, and yeah. I was going to be like the subtle messages. And I'm like, no, it's not subtle. Like literally there's a shot in the rain of Jesus saves. And there's a dude who falls on a, like a, like a window washer plank. Yeah. Yeah. That is like parallel to the saves who is yeah. not saved. And it's like, nobody ever explained who the fuck he was until, we Dude. saw the cross that was... carcass and was like, oh, hey, that's the guy that got his ribs broken trying to get yanked into the sewer. Yeah, yeah I yeah, it I, I don't know. Those those uh, those I don't know. That sub theme didn't always yeah. work for it me. Did. I recognized no. it was there. I appreciate the effort. It didn't fire on all cylinders for me. And but... this movie almost immediately broke the Bechtel test. Like Mia Sorvito meets oh, her sure. friend and she's <sighs> like, what's wrong with you? She's like some guy and i was like god you didn't even fucking try like you didn't even you didn't even make yeah. an effort like you just said some guy i was like well there they it is mark the date time man and it was primed too you're right Doug. Yes. they both worked in a museum she's a doctor she it was about anything. right there was right the here. other one was like her lab assistant and yet the first thing she's like what's going on with you she's like some guy and i was like god right. damn it like so well, mad about that and you make a great point of like yeah, and then, yeah never mind I, you made yeah. your point like yeah it was very close <laughs> it, I, I mean yeah. almost yeah yeah anyway oh. movie's good as fuck i recommend you go watch it absolutely uh, and it's a it's, it's a, a home good. it's a home run find sorry to interrupt it's a home run find on hbo max like yes it's HBO Max again continues to let itself stand apart on the you streaming know, services by having this so, roster. There is so much shit on HBO Max. If y'all yes. just go to browse all, don't even just go to the home screen. You think there's a lot of shit on the home screen. Go to browse all because I was looking at all of the movies that were going away and I was like, damn, this is a lot of like decent movies going away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went to like browse all movies and I was like, fuck, they've got a <laughs> nice collection. Of- yeah shit in here like i don't know how they did it but the blockbuster franchises they even got fast nine up there yep it's it's kind of crazy so that's crazy you know, yeah man. i honestly like if if we had more time like i i feel like we would have this constant raking of the streaming of the streaming oh, uh yeah. services yeah. and we should do that the more i watch stuff on hbo max the more i'm like yeah like this is blowing netflix out of the water and so. Because, like, if you were to find a movie like this on Netflix, if it was made today, like, you'd be like, this is great. And I guess, what am I trying to say? I guess what I'm trying to say is is just that there are a lot of these good, like, 90s thriller gems. Like, I feel like there's other ones. But also just 
the catalog of HBO Max, like this is not an exception that proves the rule. This uh-huh. is the rule. Like for them, these types yeah. of movies are all over HBO Max. So like, I don't know, strong argument for HBO Max here. Uh, we did not get paid at all to advertise for them. No, we don't. WB, if you're well, listening, maybe they should. Like maybe we're happy should. to put all that stuff behind us that we've said about the other stuff. You have new management coming. We know you have That's new true. management we'll put coming. Put it behind us. We can make a clean slate here, and you can just sponsor the podcast. We'll just watch HBO Max and and forget. So forgive and forget. I mean, Um, anyway, good movie. Anyway, great movie. Thanks for sharing that movie with us, Marcus. Um, Gentlemen, anything for you all to plug this week? Oh, let me play the music, Brian. Yeah, Brian, what do you got? Uh, I wanted to plug two things. One. Ariana DeBoss won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. I meant to say this earlier. And another woman of color, I feel like that won't get talked about as much because of the things that happen. But I just I want to give it a shout. If you have not seen West Side Story, watch it. It will give you life. If you can't watch the whole movie, just watch her dance sequence. I, it is incredible. It's transcendent. I feel like that word gets overused, but she's just incredible. I'm probably going to watch it after we're done uh, <laughs> wrapping the podcast. It's so good. She's a phenomenal actress. I, I wish her the best. I uh, just wanted to highlight that. Um, and especially Questlove, too, uh, for winning an Oscar oh, yeah, for, for sure. his documentary. I uh, just want to make sure we highlighted that as well as all the other stuff we talked about. I was thinking about that. Anyway, them. And also check out the lovenerds.com. All the good stuff is there. You've heard me talk about it before. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, Mar- Thanks, Brian. Marcus, what do you have to plug? Uh, listen, we just having a slapping good time. You know what I mean? Uh, no, listen, I just want to say uh, I appreciate this podcast for being an outlet for me. I appreciate my two good friends, Douglas Wagner and Brian Roush, and being able to just come in here and watch a movie and just kick it with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't forget to follow the mantra: never offended, always humble. I will admit, I have an all, I have a hard time following the mantra. Will Smith has a hard time. I was gonna say, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a progress that you know, it's not meant to be achieved. It's meant to be forever evolved okay so remember always follow the mantras best <laughs> sometimes players fuck up too never send it always that is absolutely true i want to plug two things first off i want to plug this movie uh, it's called teeth um it's about oh. teeth that are in uh a, in the female parts um, if anybody's <laughs> curious, the tagline for this movie is every rose has its thorns, which I mean, I can't make this shit up, which I'm very excited about. So teeth, there you have it. Um, I also want to plug this podcast. We've been doing some great stuff here on the pod. Um, we are very excited to be sharing it with you all. So uh, the new phrase around these parts is going to be join the family watch the live stream we're gonna be pushing that out so check that stuff out uh also working on some merch stuff that's coming um so hopefully that we have some announcement on that end here soon too so stay tuned for that and next week we'll be back with morbius because oh my gosh it's it's a hot dumpster fire that i'm excited to get into (laughs) i'm so excited to watch this nope we are staying in town
down. Um, but gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, please tell us step one. Hey, folks. Step one is read a book. Uh, read a book. Uh, there's a lot of things I could tell you that just benefit you reading a book. Maybe you can learn about alopecia and what that chronic disease can do to people and how you can maybe take action and, and help people. Uh, maybe that's a thing you could do. Just read a book, learn about stuff. Absolutely. Very good point. Um, Marcus, what is our second step? The second step is to drink some water. You know what I mean? If Chris Rock would have just taken a break in his joking thing to just take a sip of water, he could have had a moment to reflect on his actions before getting his ass pooty-tied. Okay? So, I just want to make sure that you are drinking some water. All right? Will should have drank some water before he stepped on that stage. Everybody should have just had a nice, cool glass of agua. So, make sure you are drinking some water. Absolutely. And the third step success is to... Look, everybody, it's going to start getting nice outside, and you guys are going to have to start washing your ass because we're all going to be around people wearing shorts and T-shirts and letting just people seeing more of you. So make sure that more of you is clean. Um, the other thing is, you know, sometimes when you get the shit slapped out of you, you got to wash that slap right off and try to start over new. So just wash your ass and take care of yourself because it's good for you. It's good for us. It's good for your community. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this week's episode of films in black and white. We'll be back next week, but in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Break out before you get bum rushed.